This is Trades, Tools, and Talks, a podcast powered by Simpro. I'm your host, Carly Huckles. On this episode, we are talking to Art of Smart. They are Simpro power users in the UK. Let's dig in. Jumping in, tell me your name, tell me what you do, and then we can get going with some more interesting things. Cool. So I'm Rich from Art of Smart. We own a home technology company based in the UK. We're predominantly based up in the north in a place called Yorkshire, but we cover the whole UK with our national network of partners. Yeah, so uh, I'm Cameron. I'm the media manager at Smart. So I help manage the team of a social media executive and our video editor, Dom, kind of mucking and do a bit of everything, whether it's filming, editing videos myself, website, strategy, all that kind of stuff. I'm Craig. My role is like social media executive, but I kind of just do a bit of everything. Craig wears uh, many hats. Yeah, <laughs> all the hats. The thing yeah. is with Craig, well, everybody that, work, that works for me now is like really interested and in pushing towards the vision and helping where they can. But Craig's like social media ec- executive, but if you're like, hmm, Craig, shall we make a brochure? Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll make a brochure. <laughs> we'll make a brochure. Yeah. Um, I used to, and when we grew the business, done like all the social media myself until well, two years ago when Craig joined us. And I think that's probably the a large contributor to a success because when people kind of make things too corporate and there's kind of no personal personality or personal touch behind it, that's when I feel socials fall down a lot. Until you're at the level of a business that needs to be co- like corporate, corporate, then it's a different story. And um, so yeah, basically Craig's first like definitely three months, maybe up to six months of his job was, oh, what do you want me to do today? Just watch. And yeah, literally, watch. They'd be like saying to Cam, Cam, like, is there anything else I could do? Just go back and watch all the YouTube videos. <laughs> literally, poor Craig, one of his first job was literally go through and chapter 200 YouTube videos. Do you remember that? That was rad, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a good learning busy. experience. So, I've, I mean, like, I still remember stuff from it. And that's like how I learned, like, what a smart home is. Cause, like you say, we, you know, like little bits about it, but then like when you actually come and work for it and see some of the jobs and like the racks and the termination box and stuff and you're like, it's like serious, very serious. So really like with Art of Smart, you, you started taking off just because of social media. Yeah. And again, that's like, I attribute social media, even to this day, hugely, hugely, hugely to what we are, how we're doing it and who we're doing it for. Like my ethos for the first three years, and to be honest, still a large forefront in my mind, although the change had to shift a little bit, was always reputation over profit. Now, that thought of your business, uh, probably not great advice. Don't follow me for financial advice. But <laughs> reputation over profit always was my ethos for the first three years because I knew get the brand right, get the reputation right, everything else a bit easy. You know, because then if, if you again like there with the picture I'm showing you there, that, that client's item which was Louis Vuitton piece, not that it's a lot of money, but it's a solid brand. People want to use that brand. Is it the best brand? Is it the most practical brand? Probably not. Or something, you know, but it's the one it. But again, if you've got the other attributes and it's a brand, but it's a solid product as well, it's a recipe for success. And funny enough, it wasn't actually until we introduced him pro that I actually worked out how wrong my numbers were in those first three years. Yeah, like like literally it was like, shit, hmm, interesting. Because the fact of the matter is like, what 
because there's lots of job management platforms on the on the market, right? And you're not going to get to tell them how I actually fell into Simpro. So when coronavirus lockdown hit, like 2021, we researched every job management product on the planet. All of them had holes in. And kind of what I mean by that is some were really, really good for smaller companies and that were really too bothered about money, assets, inventory, management, that kind of things. Some things were really good for up to 10 users. Some things were good if you just had field-based staff and maybe one or two office-based staff. And the thing which draws into Simpro, even though it's a little bit more expensive than those other packages, was the fact of the matter is, I know when I've transitioned to this software, I'm not going to have to move again in a year, in two years, in three years. And as my business grows, Simpro will grow with me. So if I, when we first onboarded the software and we're just mainly doing quotes and stuff on it, I think we were using 10% of what Simpro was capable of and what Simpro do. But then, uh, yeah, as the business has grown, as the business has grown, that's grown with it. That's awesome. The configurability is something that we hear a lot with the interviews that we've done because you can, oh, yeah. But when I talk to people about it though, and again, I mean, we've brought a lot of people into Simpro, but the one thing that I always am with it is is honest because it is a comprehensive system. And if somebody just wants to put a little bit of data into a software and hit the ground running tomorrow, Simpro probably isn't the one for you. Because you need to put effort in, but same as everything in life, you get out what you put in. And now throughout lockdown and then past that, we obviously put all our data into it, continue growing it, we keep maintaining it, updating the pricing, same as anything. The more you use it, the more like second nature it comes. Like I remember when I first used Simpro, trying to get through the menus and I was like, wow, this is a complex software. Whereas now it's just like, bang, quarter million pound quote done in half an hour. And that's that's probably the other main thing that I love with Simpro is like trust is a big thing, isn't it? Not 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 just with a software package in life, in relationships, and um, with Simpro, like trust the numbers implicitly, and that's important because as we do jobs and the way that Simpro does life financial data on those jobs, we then know if we've done a job, which areas made us money, which areas lost us money, which areas we need to maybe look at pricing and add some extra labour hours into those sections. And yeah, it's, it's really great for just com- continuing growing and improving. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your team now, because you you started it, you've got to the point where you are now. What is your team structure looking like and what are your plans for the future? So interestingly, so before COVID, we had eight members of staff. Um, in the year following COVID, it depends when you say following COVID, we're still on the tail end of it now, but let's call it 2022 up to 20, no, Back in, no, back in the 2021 to, tw- to 2022, we went from eight staff up to 21 staff. Um, relentless. But I got carried away. You know, because then you're like, oh, we need... Uh, you're just putting people in for the sake of putting people in at that point. And the fact of the matter is as well, I'm an electrician, you know? So, like, although some of my team are learning and growing, I say to them, like, I'm literally learning and growing as well, you know, to never run a company, never manage people, all the HR fund that comes with managing people. So, in the following year from that, we pulled it back down from 21, I think we're sat 13, is it now, Cam? About 13? 
Something like that, yeah, around 13, 14. About th- yeah, about 13, 14 off the top of my head. But the key differences between us then and us now is during COVID, as well as implementing Tim Pro, we built a training academy. So we have an in-house training school called Art Smart Academy. And we uh, trained 200 contractors from all around the UK, which now work as, with us as part of our partner network, if you like. So kind of our business now is marketing. Then we deal with all the pre-sales and procurement. Then we deal with all the inventory. Um, the guys then do the actual physical installation on site. Our team then go down and commission it. And then we handle all the after sales as well, and the aftercare management. And then if we need to service a project or deploy an engineer to a same day call out, we've got 200 guys around the UK that can send us in pro work order to and off the go. So that's awesome. That's what I do. So yeah, now it's, it's interesting because the evolution of what we've done with social media, but again, I, I always say this, like my free keys to success is find a niche social the death out of it and then systemize your business with process, you know, processing software. So softwares and systemize. That's like when somebody says to me, what's the free, that is my free pick a niche, hammer social media to death with it and then systemize the business where in place. That's, well, yeah, that's what it done. Seems to work so far. Yeah. So what what are your your strategies with social and marketing right now then? Because you said that that's really important to you and I would love to hear more about it. It's interesting because it's changed so much, hasn't it, Cam, over the last six months? Yeah, like we always kind of say like a lot of social numbers, especially when you're trying to like push growth so hard that we kind of call them vanity metrics. And for a while we kind of forgot our own lesson of like, it's one thing pushing subscribers and pushing up your likes and all that stuff, which is good. And it's going to put you in front of more eyes. But sometimes you've got to think about the goal, which is getting inquiries, winning work. So we recently had a big content shift towards going more for that target audience rather than we, we have a couple of different audiences as well, don't we, Rich? So we have obviously our client audience and then our kind of trade electrician audience as well. So it's, it's kind of trying to cater to both those. It's difficult. Things. Yeah. The, yeah, the platform's got a bit confused for a while, didn't it? especially like YouTube. Because mm-hmm. we have, because our stuff is pitching to multiple audiences, you know, like Cam said, we have the traders, but we've then also got the uh, the actual people that are doing our jobs with it. But the, the interesting thing and why we try and keep a fine balance is because quite often a lot of our inquiries will come from traders, been at a job, seeing one of the remotes or the light switches we've posted online, saying to the customer, oh, do you like this control for system? And then going, no, we hate it. And then going, we follow these guys on Instagram, give them a call. And I'll probably say that equates for 20% of our business. Just randomers that follow us on Instagram recommended us. But yeah, the biggest shift, Cam, talk, talk about the biggest shift what I've had to do. You and Craig, um, legends. Well, basically, we, we brought our website design in-house as well. So we basically completely restructured our website. We, we did some stuff with external companies before, and it was okay, but we just found it was taking a while to get things done. So we brought all that internally as well now, and it just allows us to have a few more metrics, a lot more data, analytics to, to structure the marketing we do rather than just stabbing in the dark and spraying and praying, basically, and hoping something sticks. But, yeah, it's it's... It, it helps us make data-driven decisions, basically. That's what we say. And, and it really does help. Talk to me unless it's DDD. 
<laughs> that's a common scene now. So, so yeah, no. it's, been that, it's been that whole marketing strategy shift and just changing the frame of mind, trying to appeal to both audiences, but tailoring content to end users rather than people who just kind of watch our stuff passively. Absolutely. That's that's a really great way of looking at it because you've got the, the B2B and the B2C, but like yours is different than what I would think of, you know, because yeah, your content, you can be way more niche. And I, I absolutely love the content you guys put out. I do have to say that because it's, I have to say that I do, I'm talking to you. So I have to say it because it's so fun to see the different projects you go to, the different things that you can put out there and the content you put out is it's varied so it keeps people engaged and i think you're really working on building a community rather than just preaching to an audience and i really i like your guys's approach to social media i think it, if more trade businesses were to take on that approach to build like the community and share what you're doing but share like the things you're good at and create that i think it's a really you have a formula to success with that yeah so there's, there's especially more in the early days that whole because the thing is People buy from people. People don't buy from businesses. Mm. Uh, that's like, it doesn't really matter what business it is. So again, Simpro is a great product, but you know, I buy from Matt because yeah. Matt and Ricky, great guys to work with. And then um, throughout our partner journey, as we're building the partner network, ultimately, if our partners are using Simpro, it's better for us because then we can share jobs on Simpro. So you said you have the Artist Smart Academy. Are you guys still doing stuff that's involved with like trade education and working towards helping the community like that? Yeah, so we are on an online basis. So because that Classroom Training Academy did so well, I mean, we didn't announce it during the pandemic. And it was crazy. We do actually have another podcast which will go into a lot of detail, but I had this idea for this training academy for years. So because of the social media, I mean, we're based up in Yorkshire, which is up in the north of UK. And because it was posted on social media, we'd get inquiries from Scotland, from London, you know, from guys saying, I've seen your content, I've seen the work you do. It's so much better than the guys we work with. You know, can, can we work with you? So basically what had happened is I would service these jobs all over the place when I maybe had like two or three installers. And we'd drive in here, there and everywhere. There'd be many nights that like, 11 p.m. on a Friday night, driving back up the, the motorway. And uh, I kind of, again, one of my late nights driving, I came up with this idea, I thought, if I, because people always ask me, where do, you, where do you get training to do what you do as well? And I thought, if I had guys all over the country that worked alongside me, they did the bulk of the install, and then we just flew around commissioning, that would be the dream. And it was the dream for like two years, but you're in the rat race and you're running, you don't have time to do any of these lovely ideas. So then, yeah, COVID hit. And then what did we all have? The one thing that we never get, which was time. So I had time. I was put Simpro in. We then thought we were going to do a trade academy. The problem is I had no money. And the very short version of this was I hired a web designer, come on board. Uh, well, I say web designer, a guy who was passionate about wanting to do websites. We built a website. We announced our training and the academy basically self-funded its own project from the revenue of the trading sales. Well, for the most part, anyway, which pays the first round of fit out. Then we run training for pretty much 18 months every other week, training eight guys, because the demand was there. It was crazy. Like, sometimes we'd have 200, 300 people on the waiting list for our training cost, which was crazy. And we was going to, like, draw it to a close, but then this list to keep getting full, 
And then we then used to pull like out an e-blast out to the waiting list. Anybody want to do training? And then training used to sell out in like two days, like another eight places. Um, and then we run it. But the, but the problem was we started getting too many projects, not too many projects, but we had all these jobs, the partners. And then, I mean, the partners is part of our partner network, but like the sales guys too, because these guys are out in the field trying to plug our systems into their jobs because they want to work with us. So we got a lot busier as a business. And because I like to deliver the training myself, it become a massive strain on the business. So we stopped the classroom training. But whilst we're doing this, we're getting inquiries from all over the world. And then we we launched an online training academy as well. So it was myself and Cam basically filmed a 12-month growth journey with our partners. Seven modules covering social media, how to use Facebook, how to use LinkedIn, how to use social YouTube, Instagram. We even had a full video dedicated on how to do an Instagram Instagram live stream. You know, how to do like face, face talk videos, talking through projects, highlight things, what to do if you're uncomfortable talking on camera, like I used to be. <laughs> and uh, Can you believe yeah, we, it? Can you believe it? No. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Can you believe it? No, do you know what the, you know the funniest thing is, though? When I actually do talk on camera, for the most part, it's weird. When I start stuff, it's like a slap into a, snap into a personal character. Yep. For the most part. That whole, it, makes, it makes our job easier filming. It does. Like, like, even, if, even if, like today, I've had a long day and I'm tired, as soon as I give that, hi guys, Rich from Out of Smart, bag, I'm in character, go. Go, full energy, go. Which was great when we are doing our online training academy because that was hard. Again, we underestimated what was actually involved in creating an online training academy, did we? Absolute, absolute labour of love, wasn't it? Yeah. So basically, it being, and this is when Craig first started that was doing it. Craig and Cam never saw each other for about six months because Cam would do it <laughs> really was. He'd film with me on a Sunday, come in on Monday, back up all his files, and they'd be like, right, I'm editing from home for the rest of the week. So I need to get this lesson out. So yeah, we filmed that for, for a year, and that went out to like over 500 people around the world, that online training academy. The biggest uptake was in America. I think about 300 people from America. We've had people from Australia, New Zealand, India, Azerbaijan. Like every cop, it was it was literally crazy. When you look at the stats on the website where people yeah. have done the training from, it's like pretty much all over the world. Yeah, and it's still know? solid now as well. It wasn't just kind of one hit like it's, we still get a lot of interest. We did it and then we've now resold it. Now we've got control of our websites after... Oh, look at this smart because because the sun's just setting in the UK and the blinds are programmed to automatically close at sunset. <laughs> That's Beautiful. awesome. I need to learn yeah. how to do this stuff. That sounds fun. Oh. John, I'll give you free access to online training academy, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing with the online training academy. People are like, oh, it's online. Can I learn as much from it? And a matter of fact, you actually probably learn more. You're self-paced, yeah yourself paced but if that week is an intense week as i'm sure you can imagine especially the week we one on one talking about smart ops jeez yeah good luck so we've done that but it's a lot to take in on a week and you're never going to learn everything how we always pitched the pitch the training was it's enough to give you an overview of everything and see which bits you really want to drill down to or even specialize in. Some guys maybe just want to program on the laptop. Some will come see the laptop side of things and go, geez, 
way beyond what I will ever get to. And again, that's fine. So they've invested a little bit in themselves to find out where their strengths and weaknesses lie. Then they go away and they work on that. And the beauty is, I think it's the only course I've ever known where the course doesn't finish when the course finishes. Because obviously these guys, we then work with them and it's an online learning, you know, it's an ongoing learning. So when guys then win a job with us or we bring them into a job, we then bring them back to our headquarters if they want to, to build all the equipment racks and the backend systems and program it up for them. And then we commission the jobs on site together. So these guys are continually learning on their journey. And it might get to a point where they say one day, hey, Rich, thanks a lot. Thanks for teaching me about SimPro. Thanks for teaching me about all this smart arm stuff. Listen, I've got everything I need. Cheers for your business model. And I am gone. So technically, we train our competition, which is mental, really. But, uh, yeah. Then, and then we, the good thing is we can document that journey the entire, entire kind of way as well. And we see a lot of familiar faces coming in more and more into the office when it's partners who are winning work repeatedly. You know, every every few months they're coming with something, and we're seeing them a lot more usually, isn't it, Greg? Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's quite funny seeing uh, like the photos and videos from when they're upstairs in the in the room, like building a rack, and they're like, oh, what is this thing? And then you know, six months later, two years later, you know, they're on they're leading their own projects, and we're working alongside them. So yeah, it's cool to see that journey. It's another cool thing because I, with like all our content, I have a mantra of don't delete anything. Like, we've got a 160 terabyte server in the building just for media assets. Doesn't get used for any business stuff. It's literally just media assets. We've been got, over the next couple of months, getting a second server, which will go into a data center to synchronize with it so that we then don't lose that backup. Because, like there, we've got content from years ago. And when these guys were on training... And then now they're here doing jobs with us. You know, the physically physically look older. You know, it's crazy. We physically look older. And we've got this video. And then we do testimonials at the end of the training week. So we've got these guys saying, oh, I've come on this course because we really want to do smart homes. And then, bang, we'll do a reel, cutting to them in the Ratbill lab and working in a mansion two years later. And it's like, it works. It works. Works. Content is king. Content is key. <laughs> they definitely get out what they're putting as well because the ones that you see time and time again are the ones that are engaging with the socials and using the knowledge to to actually push it to new new audiences. But like Rich said, yeah, you can you can make as much as you want to make from it. All right. So I have to ask too, if people want to get in touch with you or follow more, learn more information, what is the best way to do that? So before I'd actually send you to our Put on our social media platforms. If you search out a smart on any social media platform, it'll hopefully pull our account up. Should do. But also on the website, like I said, we used to use an external website company. But I sunk like best part of quite a million pound into our CRM website for it to basically flop. Yeah, better pill to swallow. And then the media boy said, we'll learn about websites and help you, mate. So they did learn about websites and help us. So we now have a lovely, sexy website at www.aos-group.co.uk or aos-academy.co.uk if you're interested in the training side of things. And yeah, we've got all this stuff on there. Awesome. Well, we are at our time for today. I do like have a bunch of other questions. So we could set up another time to chat through things because I just I want to keep talking with you guys, especially as you continue to do what you do. Um, 
But if you have anything else that you would want to add that people should know, now is the time to speak or forever hold your peace. Mm-hmm. Again, our, our plug goes on more for a Simpro plug. Mm-hmm. So you, you had enough Simpro plugs. There's enough Simpro plugs in there. You yeah. like added it in like every other question. I was like, all right, I don't even need to ask about that now. Great. <laughs> so like, just fire it in because without, like I say, without it being, so hopefully this podcast for people watching it, you know, they'll be inspired by what we do as a business, but that the key focus behind that is we've done that last in pro. Well, thank you yeah. guys so much. Cool. Sounds good to you guys. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Trades, Tools, and Talks. Talk to you next time.